0: Last week, I suggested that a a quote from the great Irish novelist James Joyce is a great way of talking about Epiphany, the season that squeezes in between Christmas and Lent. He said that an Epiphany is the soul of the commonest object seeming to be radiant. The soul of a commonest object seeming to be radiant. It's seeing the extraordinary in the ordinary. It's seeing the wonder in the common. And could anything be more common than Nazareth? According to Nathaniel, no, there couldn't be. What good? Could anything good come out of Nazareth? It's a bit of a come-down, isn't it, really? This is how the gospel begins, the gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And then we get can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's a come down, it's a complete contrast. The Gospel of John is going to tell us right from the beginning and all the way through that it is a cosmic story. It's about the entire universe. Except that Nathaniel's pretty sure there's one place it's not really about and that's Nazareth. Because it's supposed to be about the light that will enlighten all people, the beginning says. Except, of course, Nazareth No light's going to come from there. If an epiphany is seeing the radiant in the ordinary, in the soul of the commonest object, as James Joyce said, then you can't really decide already that some place isn't worth your time and attention. Now, Nathaniel's already decided that there's some place, at least one place. And I'm guessing if there's one place, there's always more, isn't there? Well, someone had to get, now you've got me started. It's not just Nazareth. Oh, let me tell you about Sydney. Oh, don't go on to me about New York. You know, it's never just one place, is it? But it's something he already knows for sure, it's common knowledge all politicians are crooks everybody knows that men are smarter than women well everyone did know that to be honest for a long period of time and it wasn't an opinion it was just stated as fact and we're still pretty good at it because we're still willing to pay women a lot less than men so we we wouldn't say it out loud now of course but What if it's not true? What if you can't be sure that some things are in and some things are out? I learned years ago from somebody, a friend of mine who was doing a PhD in early childhood in trying to understand babies and infants and toddlers, and he said, you know, when we are with a toddler, they can't sort of pay attention, can they? Dashing off all over the place in their minds and in their bodies, and he said that the issue is not that they can't pay attention; it's that they can't not pay attention. They have to pay attention to everything because they've yet to learn the things that they can ignore or the things that they can put as a lesser priority. And you can you can see it actually, can't you? When you see a toddler, that's exactly what's going on. Everything is important because they're trying to figure out what really is important. They haven't learnt to block things out as we have. Because the problem is, what if you block, block out the wrong things? What if you've already decided something is of no importance? What if when you're a kid and you start to draw, as every kid does if you give them something to draw with, and a wall or a piece of paper to draw on but what if you learn from someone that you can't draw? Apparently some of us can and some of us can't but we all did so all of us can. But if you've learned that you can't draw well then that just gets left behind and that's something you can ignore forever because that's not important. When Nathaniel has already told us everything we need to know about Nazareth, Philip, who has spoken to him and said, come and see Jesus. Uh, We found the one that we think is the one that we're looking for. Philip doesn't argue the toss with Nathaniel. He just says, come and see. Because faith, if it means anything at all, is not about believing things. It's about coming and seeing. It's showing up and seeing the world in all of its glory, in all of its radiance. But if we've already decided something isn't important, then we're blind to it. We know, of course, that light has a huge number of variations within it, and yet we can see just the tiniest amount. They think, I don't know how they figure this out, it must be hard to do these experiments, but they think that birds can see at least five or eight more colours than we can. Which doesn't seem fair. Not only do they get to fly, but they can see more colours. Because we know that there's just a narrow bandwidth of the streams of light that are everywhere in the world, infrared light and all the others that we can't see. Somehow we have to remain open and being able to see But if we've already decided, then that's it. If we've already decided, for example, that you must believe or disbelieve the virgin birth, that a woman who hasn't had sex gets pregnant and produces a baby. Now, for most of us, that's a bit of a leap. But if you've already decided that it's just as simple as that, it's either a yes or a no, if it's a yes, you're in, if it's a no, you're out then it doesn't open us up to the possibility of asking the the poetic question or the meaning question. What does it mean to experience so intimately that it is an essential element of who you are, of your nature? What does it mean to experience something so much in you and a part of you that it comes out of you in a fresh and a new way? It's not the only question you could ask about that extraordinary story, but it's one you should. Or if you've already decided that you must either believe or disbelieve the idea of a resurrection, that someone can come back to life, and the fact that a person did, then you don't ask the question, what does it mean to be so renewed and remade in your life? Something that we long for so often that it's as if the old you is dead and gone, and the new you is being born again. What is that experience like? If you ask that question, it opens up all kinds of things. It's a different coming and seeing. Because faith is about experience. It's not about the things you believe or disbelieve. They might be important at some point, but if you don't experience it, what's the point? You've got to be open to the ordinary becoming extraordinary. And if you're not, you miss it. The next story, the very next story we get in John's Gospel is about the ordinary becoming extraordinary. It's the story of the wedding at Canaan where the water turns into wine. That's like a neon sign to say, this is what it's about. It's about the ordinary becoming extraordinary. It's about the commonest object being radiant. And you can go through life not seeing radiance anywhere, and yet it's everywhere. But Nathaniel's still a bit of a geographical determinist because he says to Jesus, where did you get to know me? In other words, I already know what I think about you and I'm happy to say it because you're from Nazareth. What do you think about me because of where I'm from? Let's get things sorted out. Let's figure out who's in and who's out. Are you a bloke or a sheila? Are you a man or a woman? Are you in or are you out? Are you rich or poor? Are you old or young? Let's get this sorted. In the early days of the internet, it really upset people that you couldn't figure out who was who. I could say I was a 12-year-old boy and people do this. to great detriment to young people. But you can't tell because I can say whatever I like. But we need to be able to determine things. And here... Nathaniel is doing just that. Where did you get to know me? What did you determine about me? Jesus says, I saw you under the fig tree. Well, you know, that might be fine, except of course that the fig tree is the great symbol of Israel, the nation. It's the idea that every man, and hopefully woman, sits under their fig tree in peace and without fear. That's the great hope of the nation. It's not a nation that's had much of that up until this point and very soon it's going to fall apart again and we're still in this problem. But the idea of peace and harmony and quiet under a fig tree, it's about the whole nation. I saw you not as Nathaniel from maybe Bethsaida or Bethany, it's hard to know where exactly he's from, And me from Nazareth. No, I didn't see that. I saw you as part of the whole story of the world. The great symbol of the nation. Nathaniel, you are a part of something so much bigger than you think you are. Nathaniel, he says, is an Israelite. That's what epiphany does. It opens you up to being a part of something much bigger. And not only that, he's an Israelite without any deceit. Because to be deceitful is to be treacherous. And what do you need to be able to do treachery? Darkness. You need to be able to keep it quiet. You need to keep it on the down low. You need to be able to do something to someone else before they know you're doing it. And for that, you need shadows and darkness. But Jesus has said, or the Gospel has said, right at the beginning, that it's all about light. And here's someone who is quite happy to be in the light, so happy that he's willing to tell his Prejudices out aloud without even being asked about Nazareth. But the world is about light, it's opening up. Nathaniel is far from hidden. He's not hiding, he's not trying to develop a story to get someone else to do things. He's not working with a pile of lies. Perhaps this comment on Nazareth was sort of habit, you know, like people say about politicians. Politicians are all crooks and out for themselves, until, of course. You meet some politicians who you need to help you get something done. And it turns out that most of them are just like most of us, doing the best they can in a very strange system to get good things happening. And they work as hard as they can to make that happen. Maybe it was just a sort of a knee-jerk, the thing that we say that we don't really mean because we're not really present to it. So Nathaniel gets a little bit of it. He says, teacher, rabbi, teacher, you're the son of God. It's one of the few times in the whole gospel where it's said without much qualification. The rest of the time, it's all uncertain. And of course, Jesus himself never uses the term about himself. But he's still a bit of a geographical determinist because he says, you're the king of Israel. And Jesus then goes on and says, no, Nathaniel, you will see much greater things than this. Don't you remember the prologue of the Gospel? Well, of course, Nathaniel doesn't because he hasn't read it yet. But we have, and we know that Jesus is on about something much bigger than Nazareth or Bethany, Galilee, even Israel, even the nation that thinks they're chosen by God. Even bigger than that, it's about the entire universe. Everything that was made, was made through him, is what the beginning says. Your epiphany, Nathaniel, is going to be much bigger bigger than you think it is. If you think I blew your mind by telling you you're not just from here and I'm from there, but you're from the entire Israel, you wait until you learn about it being about the entire cosmos, that you are stitched into it, you're a part of it. This is why we revere St. Francis of Assisi. Because he got it. He talked about brother sun and sister moon. And it wasn't just poetry. He began to see himself as so stitched into it that the elements of the universe are as much a part of him as he is a part of his own family with his brothers and sisters. He talked to animals as if they were people. We do that with our pets. It's not far off true, is it? It was all about one thing. All those barriers, Jesus says, between what you think are there between Earth and heaven, between God and human that 's all disappearing because you will see the Son of Man coming and going, ascending and descending it 's a story of something that will break out break through all of those barriers they won 't really be there because they 're not really there in the first place. You will experience yourself as part of the whole. Know yourself to be brother and of the sun and sister to the moon who you know the world as it truly is as you truly are part of the DNA of everything part of the DNA of God no wonder Jesus says to Nathaniel, you will see greater than this greater things than these that's a good reading for the second Sunday of Epiphany